0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Magnify your name, because there is none beside thee. Your world is life and spirit, and to them that receive, you said out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And not just that. That those who listen to your voice, they will have life eternal within them. We do pray God that is how, that everyone listening will receive that impartation, that transformation that is also found God in your word. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, I feel led to run this simple series with us and I call this Believer's Response to Grief. Believer's response to grief. And uh, I will explain what I'm trying to say. Grief, sorrow. They are the things that bombards us almost every day. Because of the things that are happening. Perhaps you've lost a dear one. Perhaps you've lost some money. Through pussy scheme. (laughs) Hallelujah. Are you sitting there with me? Yeah, you went into business and the business collapse. You know, but I, I just want to assure you there is something and there is a way that a believer responds to grief. Because you see, as I'll make you see by next week, scripture tells us that the righteous man will fall seven times and will rise again. The problem is not the falling, the problem lies on whether you are going to rise or not. And again, it depends on. What do you think you can do to rise? By implication, the Lord has given you what it takes to rise, even if you fall seven times. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? So I need you to understand what I'm about to say. Nobody is exempted when it comes to grief. Grief is a common thing to everybody. You could lose your baby, somebody lost their children, some lost their money, some lost their company, some lost their cars. Accident, whatever, yes, grief is all over the place, but how do you respond when there is grief? Grief is that deep upon that distress caused by, or received by bereavement, you see, that pain that you get when you are bereaved, bereaved of your wife, bereaved of your husband, bereaved of, you know, family relations, I mean, anything that can cause grief, how do you respond to it? That's the question. Grief is that trouble, that annoyance. It means annoying or painful criticism. Sometimes men criticize you for who you are. Men criticize you for what you, who they think you are. And then you become grieved in your spirit. You feel rejected. You feel disappointed. Yes, you have a right to do that. But what's your response to criticism? When men criticize you, where men reject you, women feel that you are not supposed to live, when men are not wishing you well and you have come to discover that they are not wishing you well. What's your response to grief? I need you to understand that. Criticism. Grief is an unfortunate outcome, like a disaster, frustration. But how do you overcome grief? What is frustrating you? Maybe there are situations you are supposed to handle, but you are unable to handle. Maybe you need finances to settle some issues. When the money is not coming, how do you respond to grief, to frustration, to lack of money to do what you are supposed to do? What's your response to it as a believer? That's what I'm trying to say. I need you to come to this place of understanding that there is nothing you are passing through that men are not passing through in the world. There's nothing unique about your problem. Nothing. I'll read you a scripture now. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. Sometimes your grief is my children and not obeying me. Sometimes your grief is my children. Oh no, they are out of the way. This is what I think they should be, but they are not that way. Here is what the scripture says. There are no temptation. Which is the same thing as trial taking you the sword that is common to man. <laughs> I need you to understand that is common to man. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ending at this a next week. I'll take her from the other side. But no temptation, no trial, no frustration that you have encountered that, that is new is common to man. <laughs> Every man born in Adam have the same frustration that the experience is common. That is not in you. So, don't blow up your grief as if you are the only one <laughs> that is experiencing that or have had that. No. Hallelujah. No temptation, no trial, no frustration that has come to you. The search that is common to man. Men are experiencing it all over the place. Glory to God. If not for social media, you'll never hear about certain things going on. Accident here. Boko Haram did this. Some people were burnt up. You wouldn't know. Am I correct? Nothing new under the sun. Everything you think you're passing through, somebody is passing through it somewhere. It's common to man, man, man. As a human being. There's nothing strange. How do you undo your grief? How do you undo your frustration as a believer? Praise the living God. Are you see that? Say for God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above your able. But with the temptation also make a way to escape that you'll be able to bear it. I'm going to explain all of this as we progress in this study. God has a way of making room for you. But then, if you must get out of your frustration, you should be able to see the door that God has opened. That means when the devil tries to put a wall before you, God opens a door in that wall. Your inability to come out of your frustration is because you're not seeing the door that God just opened. Grief blinds you from seeing what God is doing in your life. It is good to weep, but how long with your weeping of help to you? You should be able to look at the door that God has opened and walk through the door. There's glory on the other side of even that which is happening right now. For all things are working together for good to them who are called of God and who love them need you to come to that place that grief is not supposed to frustrate the child of God. And there's a way you respond, people will begin to think you are mad, you. but they forgot to realize that you are not your own, but you belong to somebody and that is God himself. Is anybody following me? No temptation. So don't amplify your problem. Don't magnify your problem because a common thing to all men. But let's even think about it. Anything that is common have no value. Can I give you an example? You take gold and you take sand. Sand is common everywhere. It doesn't attract the same value that gold attracts. Am I correct? (laughs) Anything that is common loses its value already. Many we give value to our problems, we give value to our frustrations, we give value to our trials. But it's a common thing. Anything that is common loses its value. Don't give value to your frustration by grieving beyond what God expects. I have no problem with sorrowing, but don't forget this. There's a godly sorrow, there's a worldly sorrow. You have to understand that. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Now I want to give you a simple illustration again. Of how you can be so blinded. Not to see the door that God has opened. How you can be so blinded. Not to see the roots that God has put together. For you to escape from that same temptation. That same trial. That same frustration. Grief makes you not to see what you are supposed to see. Grief blinds your eyes. Grief take away your ability, takes away your strength. Oh, you may be owing some money, and the creditors always coming. You are grieving. Grieving is not the solution to you paying your debts. Wisdom is the solution to you paying your debt. You are in God is the solution to you paying your debt. Like we find in Isaiah 48 verse 17, it is God that teaches thee to prosper. Is anybody following what I'm talking about? Sometimes all you need to do in times of grieving is to sit down and meditate. And hear God speak to you. Hear God reveal his mind to you. concerning this situation. For no temptation is taken by soldier is come unto man. But God will also make a way. God will open a door. God will open an entrance. God will grant you wisdom. God will give you revelation. God will give you the mind of what to do to come out of this situation. But your grief keeps you bound. It makes you sit down. I will make you see that when we come to the life of Job. So they understand sometimes that when people are grieving, you just need to sit down and keep your mouth shut. Sometimes when people grieve, you overtalk, which is not necessary. Because you may not understand what is going on. You don't even know what is going on behind the scene. You don't know what God is doing. You overtalk sometimes when people are grieving. Have you noticed that? Somebody lost their husband. You are there and your mouth is like a typewriter. You're trying to say so many things at the same time to one person and yet you are going to have so many counselors coming to talk to you who cannot even stand at what you are standing in. Who cannot even hold on to what you are having. But yet they come to counsel with you. Why? Because most time you magnify your problem. Hallelujah. Genesis 21 there's a long story I want to give to you verse number 9 you have the story of Haggai and I want you to picture this here is a slave girl given to Sarah in Egypt and then Sarah had no child and it was at a tradition at that time Sarah asked Abraham to go into Haggai and Haggai had a son that will be a teen of joy it's a teen of gladness not only Hagar herself but the entire family but guess what a time comes oh now here I see it the same thing that God blesses you with sometimes pierces your soul Jesus was given to Mary but the prophecy was a sword shall pierce through your soul hallelujah this is the joy of Hagar but joy of Hagar becomes a thing of sorrow But how do you handle your sorrow? That's what I want to show you. And so when you look at Genesis twenty one, verse nine, the Bible says, And said I saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which had born unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. Hallelujah. Jealousy, envy. Whatever thing it is, based on what God has blessed you with, it comes in criticism, it comes in jealousy, it comes in envy. But how do you handle it when it begins to come? For no temptation that taking you but such as is common to man. And look at the next verse, eleven. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. (laughs) And God said unto Abraham. Let it not be grievous in thy sight, because of the lad, and because of the bondwoman, in all that Sarah has said unto thee, hearken unto her voice; for in Isaac shall the seed be called. Don't be grievous. Don't let that. You can imagine the kind of joy that Abraham already had, because of his, I mean, because of Hagar and the son, Ishmael. At least. Now he had received in contest, but God said, "No, that is not what I have for you. There is something better. That which makes you grieve is a an indication of something better. That which brings grief to you is a clear indication that there is something greater." Is anybody understanding me? He was feeling grief because of Ishmael, but God said, "There is something greater in Isaac." And in Isaac shall the seed be called. Not in Ishmael. That which you've lost. Is not the ultimate. There is something ahead for you. There is something glorious for you. Hallelujah. Verse 13 says. And also of the son of the bondwoman Will I make a nation because he is thy seed. Praise God. Now I need you to get this. Why was Ishmael so blessed? Remember. When even Jacob and Esau were reconciling, Esau said something. The Lord has blessed me so much. How I many of you remember that? Amen. And God is saying here, listen, I am going to bless these Hagar's daughter as well. Don't let that be your problem. He's not going to live in poverty. He's not going to live in frustration. I have a goal for him. And the reason is because it's connected to you. I want you to understand now one of the things that brings blessing to you is your connection and your link to Abraham. One of the things that brings blessing to you is your association to the man that God has blessed. I need you to understand this fact. That Lord, I mean, remember, Lord followed Abraham. Lord was not blessed by God. It was Abraham that was blessed by God. But Lord became worthy because he was connected to the one that was blessed. Is anybody understanding me? Sometimes what you take to overcome your, your problem is to be connected to the one that God has blessed. Your victory sometimes lies in your association. Your victory sometimes lies in the man that God has blessed. You need to understand the kind of company you keep. You need to understand the people that God has placed before you. You need to understand the people that God's hand is resting upon. Your relationship to these people is just enough for you to have your victory in life. Can I hear an amen? Praise the Lord. Verse 14 says And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water and gave it unto Haggai, putting it on her shoulder and the child, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba." Think about that. The only child you have has become a frustration. You are not being sent away from the home that you call your home. Yes, you have water on your shoulder that you can drink. But your movement is now in the wilderness. I need you to think about that. Praise the living God. Are you still with me? Verse 15. The Bible says, And the water was spent in the bottle. Oh, Glory. And she cast the child under one of the shiraz. I needed to get his picture. And she went and sat her down over against him in a good way off, as it were a bow shot. For she said, let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept. This is precious. Here is God. And here is Haggai. And here is a child. God said, don't worry, I'm going to bless the child. Now the mother was grieved. Because the child was going to die. Why? The water was finished. Are you still with me? And so she led the child somewhere off. And went away and sat down somewhere else. I always love this story. And she started crying. She was weeping because the child was going to die. For her there is no solution. For her there is no answer anymore. For her it is finished with the only child that she has gotten. Everything about her life just collapsed at that moment. It's like saying, where am I going to? Remember, she was in the wilderness. Where was she going to? Similarly, she doesn't even know where she was going to. And the child that she got is about to die. And she was watching and said, I can't watch the child die. So she went away. Sometimes you go out in such a dimension that God wants you to move beyond that could seem to be your grief. To find an answer. But unknown to you, your eyes are so blinded because you can't even see because of your grief. Look at the next thing. And the Bible says verse 17, And God had the voice of the Lord. And the angel of God called to a out of heaven and said unto her, What a lady, hagar That seems like a funny thing. Fear not for God and had the voice of the Lord where he is. Anytime I read these stories on the minister to me, sometimes you are too old to hear God. Sometimes you are too wise to hear God. The angel asked him, What is making you to cry? God have heard the voice of the child, not your voice. Your tears is not what matters. Oh, come on. Is anybody following what I'm talking about? God held the voice of the lad, not the voice of the woman. She was crying. She was grieved. But God held the voice of the lad. That's why God makes a way in your trials, in your temptations. God responds to your problems. He doesn't respond to your tears. Think about it hallelujah oh no are you with me that's why I say cast all your burdens upon him when you say cast it means take something and cast it away praise the living God and the angel said why are you crying that looks funny the angel knew quite well the water is finished the angel knew quite well the child is dying no solution are you with me but the question is, why are you crying? And I may be asking the same question this morning. Why are you grieving? What have you lost that's making you grieve? God is not responding to those tears. It's responding to that same thing that you seem to have missed. There's going to be a restoration for you. I say there's going to be a restoration for you. Hallelujah. So look at the next thing. Arise. You're sitting down too long to cry. You lost your business. You've been crying for one full year. You've done nothing <laughs> else. You just sat down there crying. You're telling everybody how your business was good, but now it's no longer good. Now, arise. Get out of the grief situation. Get out of the weeping situation. There is something very close by. You are not seeing because of your grief. Look at the next thing and I lift up the lad and hold him in the hand for I will make him a great nation and God opened her eyes and she saw what a well of water and she went and filled a bottle with water and gave the lad a drink think about that she was sitting down by a well what was she looking for water Where was the water? Where she was sitting? How could she not see the well? She was so blind there because of grief. Why you can't find answer to your problem is because you're over grieving. How does believer respond to grief? Hallelujah. Are you following me? Here is a well. You're looking for water. You're sitting by a well. And yet you're crying. Can you imagine why the angel said, why are you crying? So it's like say, there's water by you. Why are you crying? You are so blinded. You can't see this well of water. There is so much water around you. There is so much solution to your problem. You don't see because you are grieving. All you do, wake up in the morning, take the phone, call people, tell them how much sorrow you have. <laughs> and you think that's going to bring the answer? No. Can I announce to you that you are sitting by a well right now that you don't see? But God is going to open your eyes. <laughs> Remember what he said in First Corinthians 10? No temptation that is taking the soldier is come unto man. But with the same temptation, God will make a way. Can you see it now? Here was a trial of Hagar. But there is a way already made available. By reason of the well that was right there but she couldn't see she was so blinded because of grieving you think you lost money money will come back glory to God you thought she lost her business your business is coming back and greater than the way it was before all you need to do is to open your eyes to see the solution to see the location to see where he wants you to go there is an answer Glory to God somebody. Hallelujah. Take and give to this child to drink. Why are you crying, Hagar? There is a well right there. You are sitting by a well. You are so blinded. Because you are grieving. And some of you think about your past. Your grief is such that any time. Oh, I wish my husband was alive. Oh, I wish my wife was alive. Oh, I wish my uncle was alive. All you ever talk about is, Oh, I wish. No, arise. The worst say word, Arise. For a righteous man will fall seven times, but he shall rise again. You are going to be greater than your yesterday. Oh, yes, I know you are going to be greater than your yesterday. Oh, come on, you need to come up with me. I see a greater glory than yesterday. In the name of Jesus, (laughs) hallelujah. I mean, did you see the story? That's what sorrow can do, that's what grief can do. It blinds you that you see nothing. But I want to show you another story, an interesting one, as such, for that matter, that can help you to overcome. Look at the book of Isaiah. 1 Samuel chapter 30 1 Samuel chapter 30 let me not worry you I'm sure you already got the message you already seen what I'm talking about (laughs) are you sitting with me I see life in you I see life flowing through you (laughs) you are not a dry tree no I see life in you you only need to connect to that life you are not a dry tree (laughs) Glory to God Uh, And this is why it's so crucial That you hear the word That you see the word That you know the word Because if Hagar had not heard From the angel I'm sure by now She still would have been crying And cry herself to death And even the child also would have died Both of them would have died The only solution was She heard God Are you with me? 4 Samuel chapter 30 Reading from verse number 1 do you still want some more? Hallelujah. By says it came to pass. When David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day. That the Amalekites had invaded the south. And Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burnt it with fire. I want you to get this picture. And they taken the women captives. That were therein. They slew not any. Neither great or small. But carried them away. And went their way. I like this story, and I'm going to explain something. But let's move on. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burnt with fire. And their wives, Mm. everybody say their wives, very good. And their wives and their what? Their sons and their what? Their daughters were what? All taken captive. They came to Zekelech. David the warrior and his men came and found that the whole city had been burned down. That was enough reason to grieve. The wives of everyone that even went to war have been taken away. Their daughters, their sons, they all have been taken to captives. They've gone into slavery. It's enough reason to grieve. Are you still there with me? Praise the living God. There could be nothing more painful than this. There could be nothing more dangerous and painful than this that will make you not to grieve. Everyone has a reason to grieve. But how does a believer respond to grief? Is what I'm saying. But guess what? There is something very interesting. The Bible says, and I like this, go back a little bit, verse number 2. And he said they have taken the women captive that were daring. They slew not any. Why is it that none of the people, the women, the children, the daughters, none of them were killed? Why? Because they were going to be restored. God ensured that they thought to kill them. They will come to the heart of the enemy. All your properties are coming back. <laughs> Glory to God. I need you to get this picture. If you think you lost anything, it's only be kept in the hands of the enemy. It's still intact. You're going to get them back. You know what happened to the children of Israel in Egypt? They were there for 400 years. Remember that? 400 years they lived in Egypt as slaves. But when they were coming out, what happened? God told them, Just go talk to the Egyptians. Collect all the gold or the silver. Everything you need. What do you think that stands for? God was saying, for 400 years you've been slaves, you've been laboring. They never paid you anything. It's now time for you to get your wages. Collect what belongs to you. It is your salary. It have been your wages for these 400 years that you've been serving them. That is to say, everything you think you lost, Everything you think you are not having now. Everything you think you missed before. Everything you feel the enemy has taken from you. It's only being kept in reserve for you. It's coming back to you. Yeah. So none of the children of the Israelites was killed. Their wives, their daughters, their sons, they were all alive. Look at the next story. Verse number Number four. Then David and the people that were with him lifted their voice and wept. There is a grief. Until they had no more power to weep. (laughs) Hallelujah. So there's a point you come to. Have you met with people who just lost somebody? They've cried to the point their voice, they can no longer talk. Have you come to that point? Have you seen that before? (laughs) They wept to the point there was no more power to weep. How do you respond to grief? Look at verse 5. And David's two wives were in captives. Ahinoaz, the Jesuit, and Abigail, the Empire of Nabal, the Camelot. And David was greatly distressed for the people stormed of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his son, I for his daughter. But what happened? David encouraged himself in who? In the Lord is God. That's how you respond to grief. Are you listening to me? David encouraged himself in the Lord. Men were thinking of turning him. He was remember. He was crying before, too. <laughs> Ah, he discovered that joining the people to cry is not going to be the answer. Because as soon as the people got tired of crying, the next thing they want to kill David. And if you look at the situation, if I continue to cry with these people, I'm also going to die. <laughs> Praise the living God. There had to be an answer to this problem. He encouraged himself and the Lord is God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, I am son I pray thee. Bring me hither the effort. And Abiathar brought hither therefore to David and David inquired of the Lord saying shall I pursue after this troop? shall I overtake them and he answered him pursue thou shalt surely overtake them and without faith do what recover all not some recover all praise the living God come on are you following what I'm talking about You've got to wake up and go back to God. Your business has failed. Go back to God. Encourage yourself. You don't go weeping until you die weeping. That is not the answer. That is not the solution. It doesn't matter. Praise God. You see some people. Maybe by accident or something. Their hands are caught up. Some are uh, wear sickness. And what happened? Some are even born crippled. But you see, you see some of them they go by the roadside to become beggars. They want to use our crippledness to become or to attract sympathy from people. Have you noticed that? Anytime they come across you, they want to show how deformed their hand is. But there are other people that with deformity, they've gone to school, they have master's degrees, they have, they excel in their life, even though they are cripples. You respond to your problem is what matters. The devil will not cripple you. You don't allow the devil to cripple your thinking. You don't allow unnecessary sympathy because something happened to you. No. There are people who are amputated. They have to put in artificial legs. They go into a sports arena. They excel. They win medals. But there are other people whose legs are amputated. They sit by the roadside with a basin to collect money. The choice is yours. Either you're going to be a beggar because of what happened to you, or you're going to be a victor in the midst of what happened to you. For no temptation that is taking the soldier is coming to man. But God is making a way already. There's a room for escape from that temptation. David escaped seeking the face of the Lord. He got escaped hearing the voice of God. I've come to present to you, you have freedom in God. And you are going to escape from every situation that you find yourself. You can't grieve yourself to death. Neither will you allow your sister to grieve herself to death. When you go to meet people who are grieving, mind what you say. Praise the living God. If you don't have the word of encouragement, shut your mouth. If you can cause the people to arise again, shut your mouth. This is no time, people of God, to grieve ourselves to death. We respond to grief as believers. We go to God, we get the answer, we get our eyes open, we see the well of water, and we withdraw from that well of water. In the name of Jesus Christ. One more time, I announce to you everything that the enemy has taken from you is running back. Yeah. Everything you think you lost before, oh my shandara, Ringo kata, prosaka, tintara sepa, come on, stand up. Everything you think you've lost before, they are coming back. Maybe you had a prophecy (laughs) that somebody somewhere is responsible why you are not making progress. I am saying the years you lost are going to be restored. Maybe somebody told you that somebody is responsible why you are not yet married. I am saying the best of men is reserved for you. Come on, The best of men is reserved for you. The best of men is reserved for you. I need you to get this message. Is anybody still with me? I am praying. Why is it that they did not kill all the daughters, the women, and the children? Because they are all of God being preserved by God. Once again, I declare. Everything you lost in the past three years is coming back to you. (laughs) Now may your eyes be open to see this world. May your eyes be open to see this world. May your spiritual eye be open to see this world. May you begin to hear God for yourself. In the name of Jesus Christ. If you are into any grief at this hour, just lift up your hand. If you're feeling grief in your spirit, if you feel there is something wrong that is disturbing you, I just need you to lift up your hands. And I'm declaring that your grief is over today. Your grief is over today. Your sorrows are over today your sorrows are ending now in the name of Jesus in place of sorrow your joy is coming in place of sorrow your joy is coming in place of arches your beauty is coming in the name of Jesus I bless you from the blessings of the Father let the throne of God answer so your prayer in the name of Jesus victory is yours from this hour victory is yours from this hour victory is yours from this hour in the name of Jesus all the pains you have because of your relation the Lord is speaking to me on this hour that your relation is coming out victorious now your relation is coming out victorious you've been sharing secret tears because of your relation but that thing is ending right now and you are going to testify that that reason why you're sharing those secret tears because of your relation it has just come to an end in the name of Jesus Christ thank you Father God who bless and exalt your name for in Jesus' wonderful name I pray. I come and give a clap of to Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin@gkai.net. at gkai.net. God bless you.